0: You're listening to the Black Career Guide podcast. So welcome to the Black Career Guide. Um, Today we're having a little bit of a different episode. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. It's something that I'm quite passionate about, um, an area that I actually do my day job in. So um, today we have with us Cole. Cole, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Thanks, Kami. Uh, so, hi, my name is Cole Akbeda. I'm an MBA 2021 at London Business School, uh, so that effectively means I'm going to finish my MBA in 2021. Uh, my background is from, well, probably we tell my accent, i uh, grown up in London, oh, but actually cool. I, I'm originally Nigerian, um, so my parents, both Nigerian, It's kind of lived there for about 10 years of my life. But, oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, so... Were those were those
0: your formative ten years, or were they in the middle?
1: Yeah, yeah so, so sort of. So I think I, I was I was effectively I was born here, lived here for a couple of years, and then moved back to Nigeria for about sort of nine ten years oh, So wow. kind of doing the nursery primary school. Oh, okay. So, so you really didn't get stuff.
0: shipped as they would say no, no, in London. No, no shipped. No, my parents no. threatened to send me back to Nigeria so many times through my secondary education. Really? Um, yeah. Thankfully, I never it never happened. But I know some people yeah. who uh, um, <laughs> were for bad behavior. <laughs> really? that, yeah. uh,
1: I, 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 to be fair, actually, they never really used that threat with me, even though they know that how much I love being here. Um, yeah. But I, th- I think I, I always knew what they were like, and yeah, you because know, my dad stayed in Nigeria, and my mum came here. Oh, so I yeah. think if if I was to live there, I would have lived there. So they, they weren't going to change their mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Okay, so, um, so you're finishing your MBA in 2021. Um, that so that means you started in 2019.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. Yes, yes. So is
0: it is it a two year program?
1: Yeah, that's right. So LBS tries to be sort of similar to the American schools where they run a two year program.
0: Okay, and but does it not need to be two years? Is that what you're saying?
1: No, you you have quite a few other programs in Europe that are one year. Uh, on Sead oh. being an example.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so tell us about the MBA. Um, what What is what makes the MBA special in terms sure. of learning? Um, yeah. it, it has a very good reputation, but some people may not know much about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think when I think about an MBA and kind of the key selling point for it, I kind of think about three strands. The first is kind of the academics, kind of the learning. So, you know, it's, it's a great course for building up your uh, knowledge and skill set in a, a sort of broad variety of areas. So whether that be oh. finance, whether that be strategy, whether that be marketing, MBA is kind of has a, a good level of academic rigor um, across a broad range of subjects. So I think that is one thing that really stands out for it, that people feel they can come out of the MBA and feel like they now have kind of that knowledge base. To go out and be successful in yeah. in the in the workplace, which I think even though they probably could have felt that way without an MBA, there's that kind of <laughs> credentialization that it gives but it, you. But it, it's the um, breadth of it, isn't it?
0: Though the exactly, breadth of learning, yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. Um, and sort of confidence level with the academics that it gives you, which I think is super important. Yeah, I think secondly there is the networking side, which for me was a huge thing. Um, so so networking slash social. So obviously, LBS as an example has um 500 students. So straight away, you are now being exposed to um you know some very very intelligent, some very very diverse um individuals from across the planet. that yeah. You can you can leverage you know ten years down the line in so many different ways that you just couldn't, you just wouldn't have been able to to do so if you had done an MBA. And if I give you a specific, specific example myself within my study group. Um, there are six of us um and there is me who's a british nigerian there's an, Amer- an american colombian there's an american mexican there is a german there's an italian south african and there is uh, a Thai- a taiwanese girl wow. so you know, from, from day one i'm literally touching pretty much every single continent um, and
0: do they, do they mix those groups kind of on purpose like that so you can... Yeah
1: exactly so oh, that's they, a, they, run, they run an algorithm to try and make sure each set is very very broad and diverse and like that's kind of one of the, the key selling points I think is kind of the opportunity to build that network and not just within your student cohort but actually also um, depending on what you get involved with on in the MBA you have opportunities to build your network outside of LBS oh. um, using the LBS brand as a basis for starting a conversation which I think mm-hmm. is great um, and then I and guess third. It, the third thing I'd say is on the career side um, I think mostly when it comes to do the MBA is really around trying to switch careers and move into something else that's been their dream um, for for a long time and actually the MBA allows you to um, make those connections with those companies in those industries to help you at least compete for your dream job um, so if you want to be a banker if you want to be a consultant going to mm. work in tech. Uh, if you need to you start your own uh, startup and be an entrepreneur, um, the yeah. career benefit from doing an MBA um, can be uh-huh. you know substantial.
0: Wow, yeah. So there have been some pretty good um, success stories out of uh, London Business School particularly. So the guys from Innocent Juices uh, did their MBA there, I uh, believe, and that's where they met. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and there have been some other really successful people Um Ratcliffe.
1: Oh, yeah, Jim Ratcliffe.
0: Uh, Ratcliffe. Yeah, Jim Ratcliffe. That's his name. Thank you. Um, And uh, several other people. Anyway, you look it up. Um, (laughs) The the process for getting on the MBA program on any MBA program tends to be quite competitive. But when you're talking about the top business schools, it notches up, right? Mm. Um, What was that process like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it is quite a competitive process um, and you know, can be quite stressful at times. Um, but I think certainly it's a rewarding one. And I, I don't think if, if I think back to kind of how I tackled it,
0: yeah. I effectively have been thinking about an
1: MBA for about two years prior to actually applying. Wow. So I did probably one year where I kind of just went to the various events, you know, met, met the various admissions teams mm-hmm. Um and to be honest, like at that point, it was really just kind of window shopping. I wasn't really um, committed to the idea of it, but I just wanted to kind of explore. Um, and then, you know, in twenty coming towards the end of twenty eighteen, I started to think about okay, what is it that I want to do for, like, kind of for, for the rest of my career, um, and how could an MBA help me achieve that? Yeah. Um, and just for context, yeah, you know, I was working in, in banking, before, so I was at a boutique investment bank in London. Um, and I kind of, I liked my job and that was kind of one of the reasons why maybe I thought, oh, do I need to do an MBA? Mm. Um, um, so that kind of made the decision of it. So different.
0: what was that pivot? What was that pivot? What was that final, the thing that made you switch into, yes, this is the right thing for me? Because as you said, you were already in some people's dream jobs. Mm. Um, what what made it that yeah, you needed I mean, to do it?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a fair question. And I think <laughs> for me um it was really around the option value of uh doing it versus not and I kind of felt okay I have uh, uh, an industry that I'm in that I like but actually if I was to stay in banking and be a banker for 20 years having never kind of taken a step back to really see if there's anything else I find interesting Uh then I would I would have always felt that I missed out and yeah I think, you know yeah. in the grand scheme of things um you know when I live for 60 70 more years hopefully um yeah. what's two years to take a bit of a chance and hopefully level up and I think for me specifically I probably did have a, a sense in my head that I probably would stay in banking but actually or uh luckily LBS has great relationships with a lot of the big banks anyway so yeah. I always knew that You know, one thing I did want to do is work for a bigger bank, a Bank of America or Goldman. Well, the NBA would allow me to do that. But it would also give me the opportunity to move from just being kind of a UK mid-market banker, just seeing the same faces at the same meetings all the time to being able to now have a relationship with, you know, this Mexican-American guy or kind of this Taiwanese lady. And like no matter what, I would never have had the opportunity to meet these people without yeah. having having done an MBA yeah
0: that's so true oh that's really cool um so you were saying so you oh, yeah. um weighed that up um and then you made yeah. the decision to do it and then what and then what's the process from that decision point
1: yeah so I think I, I, I kind of made the call with December 2018 uh, yeah. that I was that I was going to do it and effectively kind of the process is you've got to do your GMAT. Um, then you've tell, got to... tell us a
0: little bit about the GMAT for those who don't know yeah.
1: so, the, so the GMAT is kind of the main admissions exam um, to get into most MBAs so it's effectively an, an aptitude test and it covers verbal, quantitative, integrated reasoning and then you're going to do an essay as well um, wow. and it, to be fair it is quite involved it does take take quite a bit of time yeah. um, and effectively depending on what level of school you want to go to You've got to get a certain score to then be at least in the game to be considered for for an app ad, for um, admissions. But so actually, I think that ask...
0: LBS. That's in the seven hundreds, isn't
1: it? Yeah, exactly. So I think the average at LBS is kind of seven ten. Mm. Uh, so you kind of need to get get around that, get around the so how
0: long but... did you? How long did
1: you study for that? Um... Just a genius. You can tell us <laughs> you're just a genius, Cole. as fine. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, like, I I being. To be honest I had a very intense kind of January because I had to get my application done and so you know and I was working in the city so I was working like 80 hours a week so I basically wow. didn't sleep so because I had to do it in like a month wow. um, so it was it was one of those kind of six weeks where you just say okay you sacrifice everything and hopefully <laughs> at the end it's worth it And, and <laughs> yeah
0: would you um, I'm I'm guessing you wouldn't recommend that route so when do you think people should start studying how long do you think people should give themselves
1: I I think typically people do it over about three months
0: okay okay cool yeah Yeah. okay cool so then you do the application you you do the GMAT you do the application that goes in in February and then what happens you just
1: yeah so and 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 the February timing is really just because of the rounds because the the schools have different rounds have round one round two round three round four and i wanted to get mine in for round three because yeah and that's just quite an important point to know if you want to kind of apply for money off effectively a scholarship Mm -hmm. um you typically need to have done it by around three um but yeah so once you get your application in before the right round um then the main thing then is kind of waiting for a response from from said school Mm -hmm. um and actually, one of, the, one, one of the other big things to know as part of the application process, obviously, you've got your GMAT score, you've got your forms that you fill in, mm-hmm. you've got your essays that you write, but actually, you've also got to get references from. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So from either people that you've worked with, um, or um, I guess other seniorish stakeholders in your life that can vouch for you. Um, so I guess it's also good to have in mind
0: to have that,
1: individuals okay. that can. They can stand up and speak for you, and they yeah. can kind of maintain. Hopefully, everybody
0: has one of those. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because
1: because the big thing for me is, I, I was working somewhere that wouldn't have no one would have wanted to. Obviously, I couldn't ask anyone for a reference because I wasn't telling them I was leaving. Mm. Um, but actually, so typically you'd need to ask someone that you you used to work with, and so yeah, maintaining those good relationships with past colleagues um, is super important, so they can it's about for you at some point in the future.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Um, and so then I'm guessing you were accepted on. How yeah. long does that take?
1: Yeah, so I think they typically take around like a month to wow. come back to you and tell you whether you get accepted or not. Um, and obviously I think I I, I was in Japan when I found out and they kind oh. of just send they kind of send you an email. Um and yeah, you know, I was obviously super buzzed. Like I applied to two schools. ESA in Barcelona and oh. London Business School in London.
0: Does ESA um, do their? Do they do theirs in English?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. All, all, all in English. Unfortunately, oh. I don't. I don't know Spanish. Even I'm <laughs> yeah,
0: um, I've always wondered that. I don't know. I yeah. I figured that because I know IMD and um, INSEAD they all do theirs in English as well. So I don't know
1: why I'm asking. Yeah, ESA, ESA is similar. And to be honest, like I was very much going to go to Barcelona. I mean, the weather. Yeah, the opportunity i was very much in the Barcelona mindset and and it was actually an lbs alumni that i spoke to as part of kind of the vetting process um and she basically we she didn't introduce to me through a friend but we didn't know each other from adam and she took like an hour and a half of her own personal time to talk to me about lbs and basically that conversation was enough for me to to be completely sold on on the lbs yeah
0: so i guess um this so part of the reason why i created this platform is to talk about making those connections and sometimes you feel like you might not know the right person but you know someone who knows someone right nine times out of ten um and so yeah i think everyone should really tap into those resources as much as possible it's a game changer Um, (laughs) so let's let's talk about the money (laughs) for people that don't know um, MBA is typically uh, a good MBA from one of the top list of schools you're looking at between 50 and probably 80k um, Mm. for those two years of study and in those two years um, correct me if I'm wrong Cole but you can't work Um, it's very involved
1: It Um, it it is very involved but you can work at different points. Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean, largely you should probably assume that you want to be able to fund it without working. But one of the big selling points of LBS is you have lots of flexibility in the second year, not so much in the first year. But yes, it's a fair point. Uh,
0: So um, tell us about your, I mean, how did you fund this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, firstly, yeah, I was working in banking,
0: um yeah <laughs> and, and it
1: was it was one of the, also one of the reasons I moved to the bank that I did move to because they did pay very well and effectively mm-hmm. um I did that as a sacrifice to be able to fund the MBA so I, I did wow. sort of, sort of save, save quite a bit of money as part of that process um and then also LBS you know to be honest I don't know the numbers and how good they are giving scholarships but I did get a scholarship also from LBS um they sort of funded, so I think 45% effectively. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. of the
0: How much is the MBA at LBS, just for people so who
1: want to For our year, it was 82 and a half. 82?
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I was wrong about my figures, so.
1: Well, yes. you know, you were probably that just, <laughs> oh, just <quick>. above. Yeah, <laughs> I think other schools are within that kind of 50 to 80, but LBS is just, just on the uh wrong side of it in my opinion but yeah, in his case,
0: yeah. It? um okay so um so that so that's fantastic and but for for a lot of people um actually let me correct myself H- how many of your um course mates do you know who who actually self-funded and how many what sort of percentage of people were paid by their employers to be there yeah,
1: yeah so it's, it's a very fair question so i i guess uh, first I give like a high level uh answer to the question around funding, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Which is from my experience, typically only really the w well the wealthier people uh are on the NBA. A lot of people, you know, either had, you know, jobs that allow them to save money or, you know, have parents that can help help them fund a sort of decent portion of it. Um, and so in my opinion, it, it, it has been somewhat I don't say unfairly weighted, but you know, a lot of people that should be doing an MBO can are being priced out of it because of yeah. how, how expensive it is. Yeah. Um and so, you know, I'd say most of the people I come across in my day today are you know fairly wealthy already. Um, but then you know, there is obviously the, the scholarship angle. Um, but to your question around percentage, say the consultants tend to be funded by um their firms so there's Mm -hmm. a lot of mckinsey bcg and bain and deloitte um Mm. consultants and you know that 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 is a good route if you want to maybe get a job at a big consulting firm and then they'll sponsor your mba it doesn't Mm. mean you have to it doesn't mean you have to go straight back um and unfortunately i can't give concrete because i'm not sure but there's a decent proportion of consultants i'd say outside of consulting most people tend not to be sponsored by their firm and are actually kind of self-funding through a mix of um, savings, scholarship um, I guess um, bank of mum and dad <laughs> the
0: Yeah um, and I suppose that, that kind of leads me on to my next question um, which is around um, ethnic minorities, actually let me be more specific, um, specifically yeah. black people <laughs> who are yeah. at the MBA um, at London Business School but generally at the top business schools you know mm. um I, you've reported on the stats but if you could tell um our listeners um yeah. a little bit about that
1: yeah so i mean when we think about that representation at top business schools you know it's really well below where it should be um mm. and speaking about lbs specifically uh out of an MBA cohort of 500 people um only 10 are um of wow. you know, black black ethnicity, so it's sort of two percent of the MBA, yeah. which you know, if, if you if you thinking about being a black student coming into the school, you know, it's very very difficult for you to feel like there is proper representation of people that, that look like you. And mm. you know, LBS is doing well in diversity, and it is a very diverse group, but not necessarily diversity that is um, pertinent for myself and some mm. of the other people that look like me and, and that does affect your experience oh. um and it does affect your ability to, to to feel like you belong and and so I can imagine that you know one of the reasons LBS isn't necessarily increasing that number is because other you know black potential students are looking at that thinking well do I really want to go to to LBS if I'm not going to have anyone there that that looks like me um has a similar background to me et cetera, etc etc so, you know, the school needs to do a better job of making the place more of a home. Um, mm. and, and then only then will you know, the numbers start to rise.
0: Yeah. So um, I know that the LBS has been working on diversity um, for a number of years. Um, mm. So they've upped the number of females, they've upped the number of um, international students. Uh, contingents yeah. um, but yes this is one area that is lacking um, I yeah. think it's quite widely reported on at the moment yeah. um, so what would you advise someone black who's tr- who's thinking about coming to LBS um,
1: yeah I mean I, I would certainly say it is a great school um, and you know for people that kind of want to upskill want to improve their CV um, you know want to build their network to give them a platform to be as successful as they can be whatever endeavor they intend to to pursue i would i would definitely still say it's worth it um Mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna lie as a as a as a black um male you're not feeling as if everyone around you is like you and going Mm -hmm. through you know understanding the same jokes as you or has the same (laughs) background as you or anything like that that is something that is very very real um Mm -hmm. but actually for the end game of what an MBA typically is you definitely still have that opportunity um mm-hmm. and it, it will definitely pay oh well, i can't say definitely you never know but i do think it is worth it and it, it, it will pay off in the long term i think my main advice um when thinking about lbs specifically is to start thinking about reaching out to other kind of students that doesn't have to be black students but certainly it makes no sense to Reach out to mm-hmm. the black students. I mean, me, myself being MBA 21, I'm gonna be here for another 12 months. Happy to have a conversation with anyone who's thinking about coming to LBS. Thanks. Um, and similar, all of my other um, teammates would also be going through the same. So I think that we have a level of insight that we can certainly pass on and are definitely willing to pass on to make it easier for others that have come that will come after us, basically.
0: Oh, that's great. So what what is the next step for you then um so you've made this massive investment um into your into you and your brand (laughs) um what's next
1: so you know for me i've got um another 12 months of my mba and really the focus for me is going to be on firstly the academic side making sure that every course i've done i've squeezed as much juice out of it as possible yeah um so I'm going to go through again some of the courses I've done in, in the first 12 months and then with a the focus on also the ones I'm doing in the next kind of 12 months to make sure that, you know, this thing I'm paying for has been worth it um, <laughs> yeah. on the academic side. Um, I did have my summer internship at Bank of America this summer. Oh, um,
0: awesome.
1: Luckily, they gave me a full-time offer. so.
0: Oh, be... perfect. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Congratulations.
1: But thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be very pleased to go back there next summer. And then I guess the other big thing is I've got an exchange. So one of the great great things that I'll be as good at is international exchanges. Um mm. and it's my dream for it's been my dream for a very long time to go to New York. Um oh, and
0: cool.
1: yes. And so I managed to get in the Columbia Business School Exchange.
0: Oh so cool. COVID
1: <laughs> COVID COVID dependent. Um I should hopefully be in New York from January till May.
0: Oh, awesome! I, I was gonna say, are the Americans letting us back in yet? Yeah, exactly. We'll do, to... do you or do you want to go? Is the other thing.
1: I, I definitely want to go. <laughs> go. Um, whatever, whatever it takes to get to New York at this point for me. Um, <laughs> so fingers crossed, you know, we can get this thing under control, and I'll be able to get in in January.
0: <laughs> cool. Um. So final question for me. Um. What. What, is, what do you think is the best career advice you've ever received and something you'd like to pass on?
1: Oh, well, big question. Um, <laughs> so I, I think the one thing that comes to mind and I feel like it just touches everything anyone ever tries to get done um, and that is um, building relationships, kind of always think about the individual behind the application um, whether mm-hmm. it's for the MBA or for the job interview or I don't know if you're trying to find a wife um, <laughs> yeah yeah. I used to work with a guy at EY who I think was the best at this who was always first and foremost trying to get in front of the right person and have a conversation mm-hmm. so I think what I took from him um, is networking is kind of mm-hmm. the single most important thing so and when I was thinking about my admissions process I thought, oh yes, I wasn't that focused on The necessarily, obviously I wanted to get a good GMAT but I wasn't fussed about the GMAT or that focused on the essay for me it was about getting in front of the admissions officer for ESA, for LBS and making sure they knew my face and my story face to face and then everything else follows because there's always like a human being behind the decision and if you can get yourself in front of them first um, or at some point as part of the process that kind of speeds things along. So if you're trying to get to LBS, reach out to the Black students at LBS. Um, If you're trying to get the job at um, Goldman Sachs, don't worry too much about the HR and the the process, but try and meet people um, in the teams that can then link you in with the HR lady, then you can then meet her or him. Wow. That always opens doors much quicker than trying to write the perfect essay.
0: Wow, that's so cool.
1: Your CV. That's
0: so cool. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for your time.
1: My pleasure. Um, It's
0: been really fascinating. Did you have any last words? Yeah, I mean... That you haven't said.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I guess the the big thing for me is one of the things me and some of my cohort have been working on is trying to um, build on this kind of black inclusion initiative at LBS to make it easier for... You know, LBS to to reach the right black students, and also for black students to then um, want to come to LBS and feel comfortable um. when they're here. So, for me, it's great to see an initiative like this um, that you're putting together, trying to help um, black people um, from mm-hmm. all walks of life um, learn and connect. Um, whether it's for an MBA or for I don't know a job in retail or luxury yeah. goods or consulting, whatever. I think all this stuff is going to be super important for for our progress so yeah
0: um, yeah. great thank you so much yeah that's the that's the aim and I'm trying my best to 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 touch as many people as possible and this one I'm quite passionate about because I've um I've seen your presentation um and I've heard what you've had to say and actually I didn't even really give it much thought you know working at a business school Mm. um I noticed that there weren't very many black people um every day but I didn't really um take time to consider the implications of that um yeah. I work in a different part of um executive education uh, a different part of education to you I work in executive education okay. um and so similarly there are no not okay. very many black people who get sent on um some of those courses as well and so yeah. um it's been really interesting to hear um from you about how we can put ourselves in those positions and. Um, progress and be in the room um yeah exactly it's really important to me as yeah. well so thank you and thank you um, thank you for, thanks for your time thanks you for your time thank you for listening to the black career guide podcast join us next week for another brand new episode